You talked about inner child's work, and I definitely want to dive into that because that is such a core part of what you talk about with manifesting. And I want to start bringing in this word because I guess that's what people know you for now. You've had this like amazing bestseller. So what is manifesting to you? Because some people might be surprised to hear the word manifesting and inner child together because we've been sort of sold this watered down version of manifesting that it's about think it and then it's yours. And that is just a load of rubbish, isn't it really? So what is manifesting really? So manifesting is kind of using the power of your mind to change and create the reality you experience. But it really comes down at its core to your belief system and your beliefs about what you deserve. And so self-love and self-worth are these kind of like driving forces behind manifesting. Step two of my seven steps to manifesting is remove fear and doubt. And fear and doubt is the culmination of all our insecurities, our low self-worth, our doubts, whatever, and they've been ingrained in us since we were a child. And we behave and we perceive the world based on our belief system. So if we don't believe we're worthy of abundance, happiness, true love, then we won't attract it into our lives. And so how do we start to change our beliefs? How do we start to feel and believe that we are worthy of having these things, of having everything that we want, of having joy in our life and contentment and fulfillment and love? A big part of changing your belief system is, you know, on one hand, it's about reprogramming your subconscious. And on the other hand, it's about healing your trauma and all those blockages. That requires you to process what you've been through and heal that pain through reparenting, through giving yourself what your inner child needed, which is safety and validation and the need to feel seen and heard. I think it's a part of my healing journey that actually I didn't come to in the beginning. I didn't realize its importance. I was using a lot of the tools I could use to help me change my perspective, change the way I was speaking to myself. But actually, it took me a while to understand that actually going back was something that could not be ignored. I couldn't keep progressing on my manifesting journey if I wasn't going to really let go of what was holding me back and what is holding all of us back is our trauma. And all of us have experienced trauma to differing kind of levels and extremities, but we all have experienced them. I think that's fine, isn't it? Like I was exactly the same when I started off my healing journey. I was doing a lot of spiritual bypassing. Like that's cool. I feel like that's almost like I had to create that level of safety in myself to then even want to go back and explore those past things. But for sure, I feel like they're just the most important thing we can ever do is just unpack and it doesn't even need to be big or heavy unless there are really big dark heavy things which of course there are for some people and then I think they need to get professional support around that but sometimes it can be done with a lightness and with an ease and sometimes with like a humor like sometimes I find it quite funny how cyclical my beliefs are and how they keep coming back and back and back and back what did you find with some of your core adaptations I would call it you would call it beliefs from childhood that you needed to change in order to, as you say, go on to that next level of your life? I really truly believe that I was unworthy and that I was a burden to everybody and that I didn't fit in. I wasn't wanted. I wasn't liked. I wasn't loved. I wasn't accepted and I was not enough. And that the only way somebody would be in my presence or like me was if I could offer them something that was more than me, whether that was offering them 
men sex or people advice or like when I was at school my earliest memories was that my mom would always give me like sweets and chocolate and I would think that to make friends I had to give all of that away because the only way anybody would talk to me because I was this outsider and so it was that to receive love I had to give something something tangible that wasn't just me I couldn't give myself being myself wasn't enough to be seen so that was just a belief I always had and it just carried through my life and, and accompanied with that it's in a lot of extreme loneliness feeling that that you're never going to have joy or that people are never going to really love you or yeah just that really I guess thank you for sharing that I actually totally relate more fascinating I wonder if you found this on the all the work that you've done with people as well is that I find that core belief, like I'm not lovable, to be quite universal, actually, depressingly universal. Have you found that? Yeah, I think that, I mean, it's just when you speak to people, I mean, we all are riddled with insecurities. It's either we're not lovable or we're not enough. What's interesting, though, is that I think I do speak to a lot of people who clearly have this like rejection of themselves that stems from this childhood but they have there's no awareness around it yet when you realize something and you're like oh my god of course I've been doing this behavior I've been in this pattern because of this belief system it seems really clear but actually for a lot of people there is still no link to the behavior and the patterns in their lives and the belief systems that they have and so really all this work and anything that we can do to help others is to help people find that link so they can understand themselves better and therefore break the cycles. Exactly. That's like, to me, there is nothing more exciting or powerful that we can do. If someone's listening going, yes, I need to do that. Where does someone start? And I know it's all in the book, but tell us anyway, where does someone start with that? Wanting to make particularly that link Start with now, like what are the things that you're going through now or the things that are bothering you now or things that are coming up, taking this moment in present in time and then going back and seeing where else has it come up in your life and like keep going back, 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 back until you can find that first time. And that might take you an hour or it might take you a week. Actually, I speak about this in the new book, Dive Deeper, because I manifest Dive Deeper because in the new book, I talk much more about the inner healing journey required in your child work, reparenting. And I speak about this idea that memories, once you start healing, will come to you. They kind of like come up. It's like they're coming out to be processed. So once you start thinking about what's been going on, what are these patterns, you might start getting these random memories that pop up over time. And then you can start to put the pieces together like a jigsaw. And using journaling is a really great way to kind of do that as a self-exploratory exercise. I find with memories as well that when my system feels safe enough, as in I might have learned how to ground myself better, then the memories start to emerge. I think there needs to be like a safety and a groundedness before a lot of them come up. I've really noticed that. So I always think when I'm getting a period where I'm getting lots of memories, I think, God, I must feel really safe in my body and really grounded right now because they're all coming back. That's so nice. I love that. It's like a positive spin. (laughs) It's true though. It's definitely true. 